Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 412. We're from different cultures, can it work? By Dr. Michelle Kaufman of loves.com. Hey there, I'm your host, Joss Marie, and this is the show where I help you optimize your relationships whether it's the one you have with your kids, your partner, or yourself. And today, I'll be narrating a post from Dr. Michelle Kaufman that offers advice on how to deal with cultural differences in a relationship. And just a side note before I start, Dr. Michelle's post has lots of helpful tips even for those of us who aren't in a cross-cultural relationship. After all, it's common for many relationships to have some areas of difference and incompatibility. So let's hear what Dr. Michelle has to say about this and start optimizing your life. We're from different cultures. Can it work? By Dr. Michelle Kaufman of loves.com. Quote, I have had a most thrilling and indecipherable relationship with a girl. I am 26 years old. She is 24. She is pretty, very stylish looking and has a divine figure, it seems. I have fancied that I love her with my whole soul. That is a strange thing. From the time that one likes a woman, one truly believes that he could not get along without her for the remaining of his life. I know that in order to spend my existence side by side with another, there must be not a brusque physical passion that soon dies out, but a concordance of soul, temperament, and temper. She is endowed with this elegant silliness. She chatters, babbles, says nonsense remarks that seem spiritual by how funny they are uttered. When she raises her arm, when she bends, when she gets into a car, when she shakes her hands, her gestures are perfect for correctedness and appropriateness. She wants to marry me, but I think such a relationship is doomed to failure. She is very poor, from a third world country, quit school at age 17, often hysterical, unstable, and is of doubtful reputation. The only thing that prevents me from stopping contact with her is that I know she loves me and wants to build a common project for the future. According to her standards, I am rich, overeducated, and from the aristocracy. We are exactly the opposite. Our families wouldn't get along with each other. Our values and principles are different. Our conversations only consist of trivialities and are very limited. I can't discuss with her about politics, culture, traveling, history. She is somehow materialistic, though surprisingly sincere in her emotions towards myself. Despite all of this, I can't get her out of my mind. I wish I could, and vice versa. My question is, if two people are attracted by each other, love each other, or at least believe to, and have the sincere intention to build, or at least try to, a strong relationship that would last, can they achieve their objective, even if they are extremely different, both intrinsically and in what life has offered to them since their encounter? End quote. Dear A, if two people are attracted to each other and in love, can they build a lasting relationship in spite of very different cultural and economic situations? Unfortunately, the answer is, it depends. A huge factor in the success of a relationship is good communication. 
If you and your love interest have similar communication styles, such as both being willing to talk openly about points of conflict rather than one of you withdrawing, and you can openly communicate despite whatever language or cultural barriers exist, that's a point in favor of your relationship. From the way you describe your communication with her, though, it sounds like you do not relate to her on that level. For example, she chatters, babbles, and makes nonsense remarks. Another factor that could influence your relationship success pertains to cultural differences. For instance, individualistic people, such as Europeans and Americans, value personal independence, whereas collectivists, such as Asians and many African cultures, value duty to a group, specifically to one's family. How do you relate to your family and close others compared to her approach? If you have similar approaches in the ways in which you relate to families and communities, that is another point towards relationship success. But if she is going to want to spend all of her time with her family and perhaps invite her parents, siblings, or distant cousins to move in with the two of you, and if this is not something you are used to or in favor of, it may become an issue. A third factor to consider is the beliefs each of you holds for what makes a relationship happy. In other words, what is expected in a long-term romantic relationship in your culture versus hers? Each culture socializes men and women to know and accept a particular script, sort of like a movie script, for what happens in relationships. For instance, in Indian culture, parents are highly involved in the spouse selection process, sometimes to the point where a marriage is completely arranged by the parents. In Tanzanian culture, it is common practice and generally accepted for men to have full relationships with women other than their wife. Is your script for your future relationship the same as hers? Does her culture heavily emphasize a mate's earning capacity and ambition? Does your culture emphasize good looks and attractiveness? Research shows that women from countries where females have the least ability to gain power on their own through jobs and education are more likely to seek out a mate with material resources. This might be the source of some of the materialistic vibe you're getting from her, and it sounds like this is something that bothers you. You may want to explore these expectations very carefully together to make sure you're on the same page regarding each other's hopes for your future. Overall, it sounds like if you think your relationship is doomed to failure, then you may be headed for self-fulfilling prophecy. And you are right. Relationships are hard enough without differences in values, principles, interests, and family backgrounds. While the affection you feel towards each other may be sincere, I suspect that once the infatuation stage fades, there will be a lot of barriers that will have to be overcome. While overcoming these hurdles will not likely be easy, success is certainly possible with strong communication and the recognition that it's going to be a bumpy road. I guess the real question comes down to how much are you willing to work at your relationship to sustain it? I think if you go back and read the question you posed to us and the words you used to describe your love and your relationship together, but view it with the eyes of an outside observer, you may just find your answer. Good luck. You just listened to the post titled, We're from Different Cultures, Can It Work? by Dr. Michelle Kaufman of Loves.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's so easy to believe that true love conquers all 
when it could be a very different picture in reality once the infatuation stage is passed. If you and your partner are from different cultures, be sure to communicate often and clearly so that you have a better understanding of each other's cultural and family backgrounds. You'll also have a better idea of whether both of you are willing to work at making the relationship a success. And just remember, if you'd like to talk in depth about this or any other topic, please feel free to join our Facebook group and start the conversation. There are loads of people in our supportive community who enjoy helping each other out. So simply search for Optimal Living Podcasts on Facebook and request access to join the group. But with that, let's hit the road. I'll be featuring some insightful content tomorrow from marketing strategist Aaron Blasky. So thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you here again soon, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.